Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our daily live call-in broadcast where trusted leaders bring biblical insights to the issues and you can call in and get your questions answered in real time. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host for today's broadcast, Dwayne Sheriff. Hey everyone, welcome to Truth and Liberty. I'm Dwayne Sheriff, your guest host today, and we have a very, very special program for you. You're going to want to take down the number. This is a call-in show, a live call-in show, and I have two special guests with me today, and I promise you, you're going to be blessed, number one, but number two, you're going to be able to ask some questions, I believe, that could not only help you and benefit you, but help you benefit uh, and be a benefit to your family and your friends. I've got my good friend that was with me last week, uh, Brian Norman, Pastor Brian Norman, and we have a special guest today. This is Grace Youngson, and uh, she has a very unique and special ministry for children and for mothers, and I know that's going to be a blessing. Before we interview her and allow her to share her vision and what God is saying and doing, I believe in our country. I've got a few announcements. Let me give you the phone number. You need to write it down because I know you're going to want to call in. 719-619-2341. That's 719-619-2341. I also have a couple of great announcements. We have an upcoming event, Women Arise 2023. And this is a conference for women. And uh, it's November the 2nd through the 4th. And our guest speakers are Carrie Pickett, Aud- Audrey Mack, and I've, I've, I've been on the same stage with Audrey Mack, and she is awesome. You will be super blessed. And our very own Elizabeth Murin. And that conference will be right here at Karis Bible College in Woodland Park, Colorado. That's November the 2nd through the 4th. And I promise you, there's not, there's not three women in the body of Christ that are as good as these women, and I mean that. I don't mean to put other speakers down, but I'm telling you, they are fantastic. You will be blessed. We also have our Atlanta Gospel Truth Conference, Atlanta Gospel Truth Conference 2023. That's November the 9th through the 11th. November the 9th through the 11th. It's located at Gas South Convention Center. The speakers are Andrew Walmack, and Greg Fritz. And I know that conference will be a blessing. All of the the Gospel Truth conferences are just over the top. They're they're informative, uh, they're inspirational, they're educational, and I guarantee you they'll help equip you to do the work of the ministry, and you will be blessed. I want to remind you that uh, Truth and Liberty has a website, and on that website we have a 24-7 news feed that is made up of conservative sources. And today, one of the hardest things, brothers and sisters, to get is news, the truth. And so, this network was set up by Andrew Walmack Ministries, by Truth and Liberty, to give you access to reliable information. And the world is changing fast, and and we need good sources to get our information from. So, visit Truth and Liberty 
and uh, our website, and you can find that. You can also go back and listen to past episodes that are archived on demand. Well, let's get right into our program today. Uh, Pastor Brian and I set this up for you last week in dealing with the differences between pro-life and pro-choice and some of the things that we believe are happening in the country. And again, we have a very special guest, Grace, and she has a unique ministry called LIFE, the acronym LIFE, L-I-F-E. It stands LIFE. It stands for LIFE is for everyone. She's the president and founder of the organization. And so, Grace, if you'd like to tell us a little bit about yourself, that would be good. And then tell us what makes LIFE a different type of organization than any other pro-life organization. Thanks yeah. for being on the program. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to start with saying thank you so much for inviting me on. I am super honored to be on um, and just so grateful and humbled. Um, so my name is Grace Youngson, and as you might be able to tell, I am not American. I'm actually British. No. So. <laughs> I'll just put that out there at the start so you know my accent. <laughs> um, so I am actually a third year Karis Bible College student and um, I'm studying at business school, which is awesome. And uh, I grew up in an amazing Christian home. I was super blessed to have amazing parents. Um, I grew up very, very sheltered. And so when I was 15, I was watching a video. I think it was actually one of Andrew's um, healing journeys. And uh, the word abortion came up in the video. And I was like, I had never heard of the word abortion before. Wow. And so I went to my mom. I was like, mom, mom, um, <laughs> what, what is an abortion? And my mom told me it was the killing of a child in the womb, the murdering of a child in the womb. And I just couldn't really get past that. And I still have not got past that. And so after my mom shared that with me, I was kind of like, no, that can't actually really be a thing. Um, and so I started researching it out and I found out, no, it is a thing. And it's actually very, very prevalent. And it just really broke my heart. And God, it was really God would not let me get past that without doing something about it which is what we should all um, feel. And so uh, in my sort of mid-teen years, I was researching and studying, and I was also really fascinated with studying the lives of people who had changed the world, like William Wilberforce, Winston Churchill. And it just built this dream in me to want to change the world. And um, so when I came to Karis, actually, God just opened some amazing doors. And I felt like it was time to start something because I had seen in my research and in being involved with different pro-life things, I felt like there was a gap. I felt like there wasn't something that was being addressed. And that is really the media side of the pro-life movement. The abortion lobby, they outspend us by millions every year advertising themselves. They're so clever with their marketing that they've actually sold baby killing. And so I felt, you know, um, what we know as Christians, that what we feed on, we become, and we, we act accordingly. And so God really placed it in my heart. And part of that as well is, the pro-life movement um, 
often emphasizes the baby, which of course we should, of course we should emphasize the baby. That's so important. That is a life God created and um, they are being unjustly murdered. So that's so important. But then there's the other side of the woman as well and how abortion is so destructive to women, which often has not been addressed or uh, I don't like to use this terminology, but like marketed to, how are we reaching women? How are we showing women that we support them, that we love them, that this isn't just about controlling them and saying, you can't do this. It's actually about helping them make a better choice because life as a choice is so much better for a woman than choosing death. And so uh, God just, just put all that on my heart and there wasn't really anything quite out there that was filling the gap that I saw that needed to be filled. And so God just opened some amazing doors. Pastor Brian is on our board. He gave me an amazing board and um, just amazing things are happening. So so tell us, tell us some of the things because I, I think what I'm hearing you say that is in the heart of many of us over this issue, but we don't hear many times the church addressing mm -hmm. both sides. We certainly don't hear the world addressing either side. So what makes, again, life different than just a pregnancy center? And what is the holistic approach uh, that you feel like the Lord's given you? Can you communicate some of that to our viewers? Yeah. Yeah. So we are not actually a pregnancy center ourselves. Um, we don't offer those services, but what we do is connect women to those services. There are tons of pregnancy centers, pro-life, life-empowering pregnancy centers all across the U.S. But the problem is that no one really knows they exist. So around 70%, actually over 70% of people do not know about their local wow. pregnancy center, which is when I learned that, I was like, there's the problem because we have got, you know, I've interviewed, I've spoke to so many women who have had abortions and every single one of them told me the same thing. They said they did not go into that abortion clinic feeling like they were asserting their choice and their rights. They actually went in feeling like it was their only choice, which is such a contrast to the idea of pro-choice and everything. Um, and so, that really is something that God really pointed out to me. You know, we have these amazing resources, these hidden gems, these pregnancy centers, and then we have the women who need them, but there's a missing thing in the marketing. And so that really is my heart, is to make sure that no woman, every, most women know where to find their local Planned Parenthood, but they don't know where to find their local life-empowering pregnancy center. And so to make sure that every single woman finds the support that she needs to make the best decision for her, which is always life, and obviously the best decision for the baby, which is life. And uh, so, so we're not a pregnancy center. We have an online pregnancy hub that connects women. It has a whole host of resources on there. There's directions they can put in where they are, um, and there's directions to their local pregnancy center. And then we also have some other resources. There's an organization called Let Them Live, and they actually provide financial grants to women who would choose abortion because of finances. And so we have that on our website where women can connect with them. Um, and we have a blog as well where we just talk about, you know, helpful things. Um, a lot of the parenting sites, I was trying to find some 
things that I could link to on our Pregnancy Hub, a lot of the parenting sites, even the sites that show you can put in, oh, like I'm eight weeks pregnant, and then it shows this is the size of your baby, this is, um, you know, it has hands and whatever. Well, a lot of those sites have links to abortion on them, which to me was crazy. And I was also like, why isn't there a pro-life site <laughs> that's offering this. This is what we should be offering. And so those are just kind of gaps that I feel like God showed me. Um, and so we have our, our online pregnancy hub, which has a host of those resources. We're expanding it as well to not just be about pregnancy, but just womanhood. Um, because we also, part of my heart is not just to deal with the fruit, which is abortion, but to actually come back to the root of the issue, which is just the broken families, broken relationships, broken perspectives around all of that. And so that means we need to educate young people in uh, purity and relationships. Did yeah. we, you know, I may have really dropped the ball here, guys, <laughs> uh, but did we, did we get your information, your website for viewers that just want to visit it to see what you offer? Because what I'm hearing, uh, and I hope others are hearing, and maybe you can continue to expound upon, it sounds like the Lord has put you in a position with LIFE, L-I-F-E, to be a real resource center mm -hmm. where you can go to all the helpful resources in the whole country. Yeah. Am I hearing that right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Man, this is, this is good because one of the criticism that comes at the church a lot of times. Brian, you may want to jump in here on this. Uh, comes uh, toward me when I try to deal with the, the, uh, the pro-life position from God's viewpoint and conception. And that we're talking about a human life here. You know, you, you just get overwhelmed with, well, yeah. what are your solutions? Right. Uh, yeah. And we have them. Uh, we just haven't marketed, mm -hmm. even in the pro-life movement. Uh, we're the worst marketers uh, in the world at large. I know I am, but the power of the cross can make up for the poor marketing Amen. if the pastors and the Christians will step up. So uh, as a board member, what do you see here? And well, I think that one of the big things that uh, Grace is doing is education and giving another platform to push those people to and uh, give them a different avenue. We're trying to make aware the the pro-life avenue, and it's not just about bo abortion. That's what we w are trying to do as best we can. Yeah. So. I really like what Grace said about the irony of calling yourself pro-choice mm -hmm. and not giving any choices. Right. A woman feeling like she has no choices. On the other hand, we as pastors and Christians need to step up and make sure we are communicating these different positive, yeah. healthy, holistic uh, answers uh, to to life, mm -hmm. and 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 so well, uh, what would you say, Brian? I'm gonna put you back on the spot directly to pastors and Christians yeah. as far as even educating themselves better. Right. Well, um, first of all, the reason why pastors typically aren't talking about this um, important. Um, topic is because number one, it's about um, fear. They're afraid that someone is going to cause an uproar in the church or they're afraid they're going to lose members over it. And really what it is um, specifically is cowardice. 
and that's a hard thing for some pastors to hear, but this is about life and death for children, babies, and we must do a better job of covering it. And uh, part of covering it um, and talking about it is just being open, open with your congregation. The first time you cover it, they'll expect it the second time. So we need to cover it more. And we need to, we need to talk about children in the womb. We need to talk about this Holocaust that is happening in the United States today with babies and, and small children. And if we don't talk about it, I don't believe we're doing the job that we're supposed to be doing. And it, it is a critical issue. It's one of the biggest life and death issues going on in the United States right now, probably in the entire world, and we must talk about it. It is cowardice not to talk about it, and we've got to do a much better job. Well, I appreciate your boldness and your stance on it. Uh, again, if we can't stand for life uh, and the right of not only the woman, but the right of the baby, if the baby isn't allowed to live, no other human rights matter. Right. And right now, I personally am being inundated. I don't want to get off track. Uh, but what's going on in Israel and with Hamas and the barbaric yeah. uh, things that happened in Israel just this last weekend uh, where Hamas came in and not only executed uh, men, women, innocent civilians, children, uh, raped the women uh, and children and beheaded the children. Yes. They didn't just kill them, they beheaded them. And we think of how barbaric that is and yet even in America today, we've been so hardened to life. We've got college campuses protesting, defending the Palestinians and Hamas uh, where they can't even see evil. And yet in our own home, we have to be willing to not only again, and Grace, I want you to weigh in on this again, uh, defend the, the innocent life in the womb. Uh, I don't hear enough uh, about what this does to women. Uh, how that it can create barrenness, uh, uh, issues the rest of their lives, psychological problems. Uh, and that's why we need something, in my opinion, we need something like what you and in your obedience to God is, is, are, are doing uh, to minister to the women. Um, are there testimonials? Are there some things you could say to the audience that maybe would help? I mean, I guarantee you there's somebody watching right now that you're faced with this dilemma, uh, uh, what, what the world would call an unwanted pregnancy. And there's fear that comes with that. Uh, again, there's, there's uh, the inadequate feelings. Uh, there could be somebody watching right now. And I guarantee you there's people watching right now that have been through an abortion that have uh, a lot of things that they could help other women with. We had some tremendous calls last yes. week. But could you weigh in on, on some of that holistic approach again for the woman? Yeah. Well, if there is any woman watching um, who is contemplating abortion, um, the first thing I would say to you is that you don't have to buy into the lies and the fear. Um, you know, you are able to be an amazing mom. You're able to do this. You're able to 
be awesome at this. In fact, you were made to be awesome at this. And don't allow the abortion lobby, they are selling you lies right now. They're, they're telling you, oh, if you have a baby, then your life is gonna be over and everything like this. That's because that benefits them. <laughs> but the other thing I would share with you is a story of a lady who I recently interviewed. Um, her name is Stacy. And she's fine sharing that. You can find her story on our website and on our YouTube channel. She actually had two abortions, um, one when she was 18 and one when she was 19. And uh, she actually, which this is very rare, but she did not feel regret following on from those abortions straight afterwards. But she ended up going through her whole life with just no relationship worked out, she never had kids, even though she wanted kids originally, but she kind of developed like a hatred for children after having an abortion. And uh, she, basically her life was just completely destroyed. And she did not even realize it was from abortion that, that did that. Because she was so lied to, she was so blinded. She was told, oh, this is just a quick procedure. You'll have your life back afterwards. It's nothing. It's not even a baby. So she didn't even think that was the cause of, of these problems in her life. But about, I think it was less than five years ago, she realized and, and God showed her that it actually all stemmed back to those two abortions she had at 18 and 19. And her life, her motherhood, her, you know, potentially getting married younger and everything, that was completely robbed from her. And she dealt with depression, suicide, everything like that. And um, she's not the only one. I've interviewed so many women like that who have that same story. Abortion is not going to solve the issue. It's just going to add another trauma onto it. And so, um, you know, choosing life, I'm not just encouraging you in that because I care about the baby. I really care about you too. This is going to be a decision that you will not regret. No woman says, I regret having my baby, but there are so many women who regret having an abortion. So that's what I would say on that. And um, just to touch a tiny bit on the, with pastors as well, and just at, at large, I think as pastors also recognize the need to minister to women, their congregation, their audience is way more, their hearts are way more open to receive that. A number of uh, my team members, I was kind of asking them, you know, why are you passionate about this? Why are you part of my team? And most of them said it was actually more because of the emphasis we, we have on women too. That was like one girl, her mom was a single mom for many years. And so she really has a heart for single mothers. And it's so interesting and I think you know, when you talk about the unborn, there often isn't like an emotional connect because no one really knows an unborn baby. But when you talk about women, everyone knows a woman, um, obviously. And so that creates a connect. It creates a care in people and it opens their hearts a lot more. That is so, that's so good. Uh, what a great point. Uh, uh, the reason people can eliminate a child's life so easily is they don't know the child. Yeah. They, but they don't know what God knows. <laughs> what if we knew what God know, knows about that child? What if, what if you knew that child was going to grow up uh, to be the next president of the United States? That child would, would grow up and, and be the scientist that creates the cure for cancer. See, if, if, if you could hear God's perspective 
and know the baby like God knows the baby, you would protect that baby, you would defend that baby. And so many times the issue does fall uh, emotionally just toward the woman because we do know women in our lives and the woman many times. And so what God wants to do is to give us an understanding of both. And I just think what, what Grace is doing and what God has called you to do uh, is, is going to really impact a lot, a lot of wi uh, women for good, a lot of lives, almost said wives, <laughs> but a, a women and lives means wives, uh, but a lot of lives, a lot of women for good, because uh, this is something I don't understand as well. I know pastor maybe, or pasta, whatever we need to call you. <laughs> this is pasta, <laughs> pasta Brian. Um, whatever uh, maybe you faced and I faced, it's amazing how you never hear anything about it. You never hear about uh, the guilt that men carry that have pressured women into abortions. You never hear uh, even about pastors that because they were so ashamed and they were, they were about to lose their ministries because their daughter got pregnant and they encouraged yeah. a, an abortion to save their ministries, the guilt they carry. The point I'm trying to make is I could go on for the remaining of my time on this segment that this issue impacts not even just the baby, not just the mother, it impacts the culture, it impacts society. And if we go the way of the barbarian of eliminating life even in the womb, that's a culture of death. Yes. And no good is going to come out of that, brothers and sisters. No matter what the media says, professors on colleges say, uh, liberal-minded people propagate or market, we need to go the way of life. And so what are some of the things, Grace, uh, because I really believe in what you're doing, I see, I see legs, uh, <laughs> long, longevity. Um, what are some things besides just what you're doing? And we need to make sure we get her website up, if at all possible, guys, for people to go, go look at what she's doing. Uh, I've met one other person in the nation. Uh, I was in, um, I believe it was Illinois. Um, and and I, I had a lady in the congregation and I'd made some statements about life. And she came to me and just shared some things that were overwhelming, that she used to be pro-choice, an advocate, militant about it. God got a hold of her heart, and she's yeah. now she's now done a 180 for the for the baby and the mothers, and she is networking mm -hmm. um, these pregnancy centers. She saw it, mm -hmm. so you're the second person that I believe God has shown me that sees this. Mm -hmm. What are some plans? I know you're doing some things now, but what are some plans before we go to our first break quickly? Yeah, um, so some future plans that we have. I really have a heart to also educate young women just about the truth about relationships and, um, you know, the sexualization of our culture is just destroying women a lot of the time. And um, so we're actually starting to plan some events at college campuses where, Excellent. yeah, where um, we are going to make them really fun, but educate girls about relationships and about how to have healthy relationships, how to have godly relationships. And I think 
it's so important that the church and the church, I don't, by the church, I don't just mean in church. I mean, people who are part of the body of Christ, that the church starts talking about things like sex because it's not talked about very much. And so people go to the world and they go to what the world says about that. And that's where without God, everything ends in destruction. And so that's one of the things um, we're also uh, partnering with a tampon brand to be able to have our resources on every single tampon package that Amen. they have. Just yeah. innovative ways to get this out there. Um, you know, thinking outside the box, and it's actually amazing as we are emphasizing the woman as well, it's opening so many doors of organizations that are willing to work with us who probably wouldn't otherwise be willing to work with us. That is excellent. And uh, I've been attacked over a lot of things, but one of them hasn't been for not talking about sex. Yeah. We need to communicate this to our children on our college campuses. Man, if we could get grace on all these college campuses sharing these things, it would be over the top. Well, hey, I'm going to take a 90 second break. We'll be right back to take your phone calls. Thanks for tuning in. With practical government, you have experts in the fields that are sharing their perspective, wisdom, and experience. It's not available anywhere else in the world. We're going to teach a Christian heritage of our American government. They're going to learn about the Founding Fathers. We're teaching the Constitution, how government operates, practical skills, and field study. No matter where you're coming from, the world needs you. Whatever God's calling you to do, you're able to do it. To learn more, visit practicalgovernmentschool.com. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we have big plans to make a big impact. If you want to be a part of turning our nation back to God, I want to invite you to become a supporter of Truth and Liberty. You can go on our website at truthandliberty.net to the donate page and make a gift there. And you can also sign up to be uh, make a recurring automatic gift of $5 or more per month, and then you'll become a Truth and Liberty member. And uh, our gifts to Truth and Liberty are not tax deductible, but I promise you, God sees your generosity. So go to Truth and Liberty and become a member today. We get to stop looking at this word as someday. We gotta look at it, it is for now. And the Spirit of God, don't you think is big enough to teach you, to show you how to do things? Stop thinking that one day when I am super spiritual or when I have the money I need. No, start doing what He called you to do right now with the strength you have. So Father, we say yes to that today. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am shocked that our phone lines aren't melting down because we said we would talk about sex. So <laughs> we should have a lot of calls. So we're going to be going to your phone calls here in a moment. Uh, area code 719-619-2341. 719-619-2341. And we invite you to call in and either ask Pastor Brian or myself some questions or ask Sister Grace uh, some questions about life, her organization that she is the president of and founded that is networking all the resources available for women that aren't aware of what's, what's available to them. Uh, talk to us again, Grace, about some of the things they'll find if they'll go to your website. Mm. Yeah, 
Okay, um, so we have actually two websites. We have okay. one that is for donors, and then we have one that's specific for women, because I kind of realized the way we speak to both of those is very different. So um, if you go to the website that's on screen right now, you will find um, different resources, different ways to get involved with what we're doing. Uh, one of the things we're doing is we've been getting posters into bathroom stalls that say, are you pregnant and don't know what to do? And places like Starbucks have been allowing us to put these posters in. Amen. Which is so cool. Um, and so you can actually order those posters if you want to put them up in bathroom stalls in your area. You can order those through our website. We have some resources specific for pastors on our website. Um, and you can find sort of, we have a blog, shows some things of what we've done. You can find our vision, um, what we want to do for the future. And then on the women's website, which is the same as the website on screen, except it has girls dot at the beginning, um, that is the pregnancy hub. And that's where you can find all the resources I was talking about. And that's more catered to women. And that's a great resource to share with women in your area, women you know who need that resource um, in churches, share that resource. So yeah, uh, that's, that's a, those are the websites that we have. Yeah. Excellent. You know, and I want to encourage you, a, a lot of people, they don't know what to do. Uh, and that's what grace is offering are, are some action steps to your faith. Faith without works is dead. We can't just continually point out a problem and not, not lead people to a solution, uh, not offer solutions. And that's what so what Sister Grace is, is offering as well. Let me just say this to you also, don't criticize your pastor and, and don't condemn your pastor because he's not speaking up or, or things of that nature. Uh, get a hold of these resources because let me give you another secret. Uh, a lot of pastors, myself included, there's many times I hesitate to weigh in on something because I'm just not sure about it. Yeah. I, I don't have enough information yet. And there are a lot of pastors that they're simply uninformed. So this website, if you're a pastor, just go to this website because you need to be able to offer solutions to people in your congregation that are facing this. Young, young girls, women uh, uh, throughout your congregation, they need help. And so you need resources to get to them. And so if your pastor doesn't have these resources and you're watching right now, go there, check it out then get that information to your pastor. Well, is there, is there something else about your future or your plans uh, as far as you think that would help people connect better? Yeah. That if you have a chance to share, here's your chance. Yeah, okay, so uh, my heart, obviously we're based here in Colorado right now, but my heart is much further than that. Um, I see this in the future being an international organization. And so the way I see that happening is having what I would call um, echo chambers. So basically groups like us that are, springing up all across the nation and eventually across the world. And so on our website, you can actually uh, email us if you're interested in starting one of those echo chambers and um, or if you just want some more information and we can share with you more about that. We're uh, already starting to expand into California and we're even gonna do some ministry in Alaska this December. Praise God. Super exciting. Um, so that's one great way that people can get involved. Awesome. Well, let me give you the phone number again if you'd like to call in and ask questions, or maybe you have some comments. Maybe you can contribute 
uh, I believe part of what God's doing here at Truth and Liberty is, is bringing together different streams, uh, different organizations, uh, where we can begin to, to unite better and have a, a, a more powerful impact for good in our world. So let me give you the number again, uh, 719-619-2341. And if you have a comment, uh, I'm sure that would bless uh, Grace, or you have an idea. I thought the Starbucks idea was incredible. Uh, people are asking me all the time, what are some of the signs of the Great Awakening? Uh, Starbucks letting a pro-life <laughs> activist into the restrooms. We are in the middle of the Great Awakening. I'm Amen. telling you, God is moving. He's opening doors. He wants to use you, your ideas, uh, your feet. <laughs> Amen. Uh, how, how are some ways uh, maybe, and then Brian, I'd like you to weigh back in, but what are some ways uh, people can support you? Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned, you know, your website and, and giving, but are there other ways to, to maybe connect? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so yeah, you can go to our website, you can donate on there and you can partner with us, which is a huge blessing that enables us to do so many things. And uh, we're also starting a podcast, which is going to be aimed at, at women, girls, um, and sharing stories of women who have navigated crisis pregnancies mm. come through successfully and have an amazing life. And then uh, we're also just going to be sharing things about womanhood in general. Um, and so all these different things, they take money. So you can go on there and donate and partner with us. Um, and then uh, other ways, obviously the echo chambers signing up to give out posters. Um, and then if you're local to Colorado, uh, if you want to volunteer with us, you can email us about that. We would be so grateful for that, especially some of these events we're planning, like the event at the college campus that we're planning. Um, we need volunteers for that. And oh, then wow. as we repeat that, there'll be volunteers needed in other areas too. That, that is excellent. I mean, one of the things, uh, and, and I want to encourage you to call. I want to encourage you to at least go to her website uh, because you may not see the need right now, but what I'm seeing throughout the country is people are waking up to truth, to life, to God's kingdom and morals and values. But the number one question I get, especially when we veer off into any politics, is what can I do? Mm. What can I do? And Grace is offering, I believe, unique, innovative ideas on things you can do to make a difference. And maybe you don't see it right now, but please take down the website uh, address. Call in right now and, and, and engage with her because you're going to meet uh, women in crisis everywhere you go. You're going to need these resources to do something, not just condemn somebody for an uh, out of wedlock um, uh, pregnancy or for an abortion. That's not who we are. That's not what we are. We're not here to condemn anybody, uh, but we are here to promote life and you need these ideas. Uh, so pastors need them and you need to get them to your pastors. Uh, so this is real important. So let's go ahead and take a phone call and then we'll engage again, get Brian to jump back in here. But uh, Linda from Illinois, uh, thank you so much for calling. Um, we're going to let Grace uh, field your question. What is your question, please, Linda? 
yes, this is a little off course, but I had an abortion. Uh, forgive me, Linda, for a minute here. Can you can you ask the question again? Yes, I had an abortion oh, 50 my. years ago, and I called in. Okay, you know, my earpiece is not working. Are you guys hearing anything? I've got it. You, you got it? it? I can hear yeah, it. Right. Well, us, us two bookends <laughs> don't matter anyway. So, okay, Grace, go, why don't you go, go ahead, ahead and weigh in? <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Well, it blessed me to find out that I would know my child when I got to heaven. But I want to know, will the father also know the child? Wow, I've never had that question before. Um, that is a great question. Will the father know the child in heaven um, as you will? I would say yes, because um, I think that the father is just as much a part of uh, the child's life as you are as the mother. I think actually uh, something else I just want to touch on overall is is this whole issue isn't just women and children. It's obviously men too. And God sees the father. Um, so I think the father would know the child in heaven is, is what I would say. Do I have doctrine to fully back that up? I'm not sure, um, but that would be my opinion. I don't know if Dwayne or Brian, if you want to <laughs> Yeah, let me anything. just quickly, quickly weigh in of the mysteries of heaven and the, the beauty of heaven. Um, when Peter, James, and John went on the Mount of Transfiguration, Elijah and Moses showed up and they knew that's Moses and they had never met Moses. They knew that's Elijah, and they had never met Elijah. So we will know things in heaven. In this life, 1 Corinthians 13 says that we're all looking through a glass darkly. We know in part, we see in part, we prophesy in part, and none of us have full knowledge in this life. And again, we're looking through a glass darkly. Now, I've met a lot of people that their glass is a little darker than others, <laughs> <laughs> but none of us know everything. But when we get to heaven, we will know even as we're known. Mm. So the mysteries and, and secrets in this life will be unveiled in heaven. And I'm certain the mother will meet her child because a child is from God. It's an eternal life. And uh, it goes to be with Jesus in heaven. And so I, I'm fairly certain, Grace, too, because of us knowing all things, that part of all that reconciling that'll take place in heaven with our relatives, with friends, with the bad things we've done, but we made it right and in heaven we'll rejoice. Uh, you know, David had Urias, uh, Uriah, uh, Bathsheba's husband killed. Yeah. And I saw a play here at Karis one time where when David went to heaven because he repented, uh, Urias was, uh, Uriah was in heaven. Mm. And it was so beautiful, them hugging. So I, I believe heaven is so beautiful and, and, and so reconciling that the mother will know and the father will know. Uh, and it will be a good experience. It yeah, won't absolutely. be like a bad <laughs> <Amen>. thing. <laughs> Thank you, you Grace. Know, maybe you kind of think like, oh, I don't know if I want yeah. that whole thing of the father and everything, <laughs> but it'll be a good experience. Yes. It'll be a good thing. It's Amen. not a bad thing. Yeah, there's scripture in the Old Testament, two different scriptures. One says that God knitted together those babies in the womb. And then in, and later in Jeremiah, it talks that, about um, that the Lord 
knew those babies in the womb. So the Lord's definitely knows those babies in the womb and they will be with us later um, in heaven. Amen. Well, let me encourage you to call again. Our phone number is 719-619-2341. And again, we not only welcome your questions, um, I, I would like people to call in. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on this ministry that God has given grace? Uh, I would hope that the body of Christ at large would feel what I feel, uh, what Brian feels as a board member, uh, that this is, this is so wonderful what God is doing in Grace's life and give her a chance to expound on any questions you may have. Uh, again, 719-619-2341. In, in, in what you're doing, Grace, um, are, you, are you addressing or, or do you have plans to maybe incorporate some of the things I was saying earlier that a lot of people never think about in the issue of divorce? It's just all, I mean, not divorce, <laughs> abortion. Uh, it's just all the guilt of not only the women, but men and, and parents and uh, Again, I just love your holistic approach. Uh, again, tell us, tell us what people can find. I, I just want people to get there so bad uh, <laughs> of what's available to them because it's rare. Yeah, So, yeah. Well, I think the other thing, coming back to that other question um, when you asked about like what can people do, I think one of the biggest things we can also do as Christians is set an example of what being pro-life really looks like and being caring and being supportive and also set an example of what godly relationships looks like. Um, and then what people can find on our website, you can find uh, all sorts of resources through both websites. And on our main website, the donor website, there is also a pregnant page on there which will take you to the women's website. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't encourage Grace enough. I can't encourage you enough to support. Think about this, brothers and sisters. How few people are willing to go on our college campuses and be a pro-life activist, be a pro-sexual purity activist, be a carrier of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The fact that she's even willing to do that, I want to help her <laughs> because most people wouldn't dare go on those college campuses yeah. and make a stand for God and for life and for, for, for the health of the mother, the health of the baby, all of these holistic approaches that she's taken. Well, let's go back to our phones. Uh, we got uh, a baby, I, get, I hope I'm saying this right, baby, uh, from Uganda. <laughs> Um, am I saying your name right, Babby? It's Babby. Babby. Yes. Okay, it's not Baby, but Babby. Well, thank you for being merciful to me, Babby. Uh, and thanks for, for calling all the way from Uganda. Uh, what question do you have for Grace today? Thank you. My question is actually for you, Pastor Dwayne. Okay. Um, it is, how would you advise a wife who is feeling neglected because her husband, I mean, yeah, her husband seems to prioritize his ministry over family and familial obligations. Yeah, that, that is so difficult and common. Uh, many pastors uh, prefer the church uh, 
and, and spend more time with Jesus's wife. The church is Jesus's wife, <laughs> and many pastors spend more time with the Lord's wife uh, than their own wife. Uh, and so uh, don't think it's uh, unique. Uh, it's very common, uh, but I would, I would suggest hopefully uh, better communication with how you feel and, and, and without condemning him, uh, begin to express your need. Uh, uh, Sue went through this, my own wife, uh, in the sense of I, I wasn't even consciously doing this, but her helping me and communicating with me her need to be with me and spend time with me um, really helped me avoid this and, and do better to the wife that God gave me, not Jesus's wife, the church. Sue comes before the church, uh, and by putting my wife first, it actually better equips me to be a better pastor for the church. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll let, before we let you go, I'll let uh, Pastor Brian maybe weigh in on this. Yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, first of all, he probably needs help. Um, he, he needs help in ministry. Can you help him in ministry to free him up so he can get home sooner? Um, he needs to raise people up in whatever that body looks like. If it's in a church, he needs to raise up good leaders to help him go to hospitals and, and see sick people, uh, make phone calls, um, do counseling, all of those things. He just needs help probably. He's probably trying to do it alone and he doesn't feel like there's enough help and he, and he feels like he has to do it all. I, I was there very early on in ministry and it almost destroyed my marriage. So you have to, he has to prioritize marriage above, just as Pastor Dwayne was saying, he's got to prioritize marriage above the church, not above the Lord, but above the church. And, and he definitely needs a lot of help. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, I hope I don't mess up another name. <laughs> I may be disqualified before this is over, but I think it's Iona from Texas. Iona, am I saying your name correctly, please? That is correct. Oh, my, there's, there's a God in heaven. Uh, thank you, Iona. A am I understanding that you're 92 years old? Yes, I am. Yes, wow. I am. Wow, what a blessing. You, you sound better than me. <laughs> I have been very blessed all my life, yes. You have been. You sound strong. Thank you so much for calling. Um, what is your question for hopefully Grace here, uh, Iona? How important is foster care in this situation? A excellent question. I'll let Grace go first because I'm sure she's had this ask. That's, that's an interesting question. Um, I suppose that uh, foster care could be a great resource. I think that like adoption is an amazing resource. Um, you know, if a woman doesn't feel that she's able to mother, to parent that child. And we actually have a woman that we're ministering, ministering to right now. She was in sex trafficking for 10 years. Oh. She was locked in a basement and uh, she's now pregnant, but she's just not able to take care of her baby. She can't really take care of herself. And so adoption is going to be an amazing uh, solution for her and for her child. Um, and so foster care is obviously way better than abortion. You know, um, that child still has life. Um, I 
don't think that every foster care situation is ideal or even amazingly good. I wouldn't advocate for that at all. Um, but I think if the child is placed, you know, in a good foster family, that is, is a great option. Amen. And, then, and then that is one of those life truths uh, that we have to face in, in any solution uh, because of our humanity, because of sin in the world, uh, things, things are not always uh, turn out or turning out the way God wills for them. But I agree with Grace fully that foster care is certainly better th th than abortion. It gives the child uh, a shot at life and success at life. And I would just encourage, uh, because of, of what's on the horizon with the need to take care of babies that that mothers feel they can't take care of, uh, that more Christians become a part of foster care. A Christian family that's connected to foster care is an excellent situation for a child. Other situations, again, I agree with Grace, may not be, may not be the best, uh, but I believe God is going to speak to more Christians in the future to help to help save lives. I mean, just what Grace said about who she's working with, if people had any concept of human trafficking and the nightmare, the cruelty, the abuse, the damage that takes place in all this sex trafficking that's going on, that our culture has become so corrupt that people won't even stand against that. Yeah. If you can't stand against sex trafficking, yeah, you know, I don't know where you're at, and I don't know. I don't want to say you're not a Christian. Uh, it's possible, I guess, to be a baby Christian and 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 have no insight yet of good and evil. But human trafficking is creating such damage, especially for women, that we're going to see an influx, I think, of a need there. And your ministry and others can help there. And so, uh, Brian, did you have any thoughts well, on this? Well, I, I would just say that we have so many adults in our, in our church, in Victory Life Church, that were uh, foster children at one point, and most of them are prospering. They're an asset to the church. They're an asset to the Lord. And what would have happened? Those people, there would have been a vacant space there if those people had been aborted. Uh, at birth. So I, I, I know that there are, as Grace said, a lot of things that happened in the foster system, especially, especially years ago. I think it's better now. There still is a lot of room for improvement, but I think a foster child is much better and they get to have a life and, and grow up and be uh, who God created them to be, hopefully, rather than a life extinguished that just ends up in heaven. Mm. So. Well, Iona, I appreciate you calling. I'd like to give you a, an opportunity for a, for a follow-up question. Was, was there anything else you wanted yeah. to ask? Yes. Uh, I'm talking about taking a pregnant woman in and, and uh, housing her until the baby is born. Oh, oh okay. Iona, we had an ignorant flash. <laughs> uh, excellent question. And we we went the wrong way. I'm glad I followed up at least. That was God's mercy on me. That, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I think that, now I've done that. I think there's, if we, if we was to ask people, how many of you have taken in uh, a mother 
and help take care of her through her pregnancy. I believe there's a lot of Christians that have done that. Uh, but that is an excellent uh, maybe idea <laughs> to add to the solution list. I think that would be awesome. And again, we have done that personally, uh, uh, helped uh, unwed mothers uh, through the pregnancy. And I, I truly imagine a lot of Christians have, but I've, I've never been asked that either. And we missed it even as we saw the question on the border. I missed it. I won't throw y'all under the bus. <laughs> Uh, that you were talking about foster care for mothers. Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump back in while yeah. we got a little bit of time. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood that. That's actually so important. There's an amazing organization in England where I'm from, and they actually have houses all across England where they take in such mothers. And a lot of the times these women have actually been homeless, and so they have no idea how to even care for themselves. They don't know how to cook. They don't know how to do anything thing and now they're having a baby and so they have uh, like mothers over these houses I think three or four women are usually in a home and they teach them everything how to cook they um, teach them how to get a job and they encourage them along and all of that and it's great as well because the women have each other around them to be able to support each other and uh, I saw a testimony actually recently that there was a particular house where one of the women left um, she was she she had now found a job and she was going on to uh, with her life and the other women in the house baked her this stunning cake and it was kind of like what they had been taught they put that into practice and so I think that's super important um, and I definitely have a heart for that as well. Uh, I just started this organization this year, so it's pretty new, but there are a lot of things in my heart, especially with sex trafficking as well. Um, so I think that is, is needed and is important and that God is probably speaking to many Christians who want to step up and be a part of something like that, especially uh, older women who have a lot of wisdom um, to share. So. That, that is beautiful. I actually, I actually have a friend in Illinois that he has an apartment complex he bought mm -hmm. and he houses uh, unwed mothers and coaches them same exact thing. So there's so many more things we can do as churches to, to be a blessing and as individuals. Um, we would love to take your calls when we get back. We're going to take a 90 second break here for a minute and Brian still needs to weigh in on foster care. I want to thank Iona again from Texas, God's country. Uh, for calling in. We appreciate it so much. Uh, the number is 719-619-2341. And we're going to be back in 90 seconds. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. Are you in ministry and want to connect with other like-minded ministers? Andrew Womack founded the Association of Related Ministries International, or ARMY, to serve, equip, and empower you for success in your ministry through relationships, community, and resources. But just being a part of this, uh, being filled with the Word of God and with ARMY, and fellowshipping, knowing that I have other ministers with me, it is awesome. 
We have met such precious people through Army. Uh, there's people I know I can call when I'm in a jam. Ministers have a safe place to come. We can unify and unite for the kingdom. As an Army member, some of the benefits you'll enjoy are Bible teaching correspondence courses, regional advocates for personal support and ministry, regional events for networking, one-on-one -on -one ministry and encouragement, our monthly newsletter, and more. You don't have to do ministry alone. Join this growing network of dynamic and elite ministers from across the U.S. and around the world today. Welcome back to Truth and Liberty. We're having a great time together talking about pro-life and how we can be better advocates, promoters of pro-life, how that we can have better ministries to not only the baby, but to the mother. We're inviting you to call with questions, and we're also inviting you to call with maybe some input. Uh, the last question we had from Iona from Texas was just wonderful about foster care for parents. We, we just jumped right, or I did, I just jumped right into foster care for children and missed the, the question of what about for mothers. And so there's some good things happening there. So the area code number is 719-619-2341. And again, we'd love to hear from you. We're going to pick up where we left off before we took our break. And Brian had some things. Pastor Brian, or as Grace says, pasta. <laughs> pasta Brian. It sounds like a food. <laughs> it does. It really sounds like a food to us. <laughs> but Pastor Brian uh, really had some ideas between the break. I wanted him to weigh in. So. Uh, well, about the last caller, there is a home for women like that in that situation in Colorado Springs. And more of those homes need to be raised up. Uh, Victory Life Church actually sows into that ministry, and it is a ministry. I mean, that is so important um, for mothers, expectant mothers, um, and they even house temporarily, they house mothers with young children. So that's something that definitely needs to be sown into, and we need to do a lot more of it. So um, it's, it's got to happen. See, one of the things that we would hope would happen, I would hope, uh, being a host of Truth and Liberty, is that when we say these kind of things, we're hoping that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and that He'll give you a vision maybe to present a holistic answer to, to an unwanted, an unexpected pregnancy on how that the church can be a blessing to these babies and these mothers. So either God speak to you and, and you begin to move forward or take these ideas to your pastor. Take these ideas to your church. Every church in America could be doing this and presenting a refuge for, for victims of human trafficking, uh, victims again of a poor choice, but now need to make a good choice. And on and on we could go. So I hope that you're at least being inspired to be an encouragement to other people. Uh, Grace, you had some things too between the break that you brought up. Uh, can, you, can you weigh in on this as well? Sure, yeah. Um, I was just talking a little bit about how I think sometimes um, in the pro-life movement, it's useful for us to see what the opposition is doing and how we can learn from that. Something that I, uh, discovered recently, Planned Parenthood, which is the biggest provider of abortion in the U.S. at the moment, 
they're the number, they're also the biggest provider, and this isn't a surprise, but of sex education. That is their marketing tool. They're trying to get our young people in US schools to uh, engage in sex as young and as casually as possible so that then they can get pregnant and come to them for an abortion. And so I think that that just again speaks to things that we need to be focusing on as the church and that's something else that pastors can do and that we can do. Um, and just showing what actual true love is and what family, the beauty of family looks like. Bringing a celebration back to motherhood, to children, to the beauty of all of that. And not allowing the media to silence us on that. Um, but us being bold and saying, no, we're going to take this back for God. We're supposed to have dominion in this world. Amen. And so we are, that's part of the Great Commission. This is part of the gospel message. You know, uh, as Christians, we're called to the Great Commission. Jesus was above anyone else. He was the person who uh, elevated women, who brought the greatest equality, who um, cared for the least of these like no one else did. That is what we're called to do. And so that all fits together with our, our calling in uh, this issue too. Amen. One of, the, one of the most challenging things I faced over the past two years is censorship and how that those who have solutions to the problems of our world are censored and being censored. But let me tell you what the worst censorship on the planet is, self-censorship. We need to quit self-censoring ourselves. And we need to speak the truth, but we need to speak it in love and in compassion. And that's what people like Grace are doing and that we're encouraging you to get engaged and not self-censor. This is important to the Lord. Life, there's nothing more important than, than life. Nothing more important to the Lord than the family, the family unit. And we have movements in our country that the media exalts, uh, our corporations exalt, that in their charter, their goal is the destruction of the nuclear family. Yeah. And this is how you do it. And, and we need to reverse that in the church. And we need to, to, to speak up and speak out. Well, we have an anonymous caller from Virginia. And uh, what is your question, please? Um, there are sparks of jihad warnings circulating around uh, social media platforms tomorrow. And um, what is the veracity on this news since there's agitation on both sides in Israel? And are we um, supposed, because in the article, um, if you are not doing anything important tomorrow, they are encouraging the public to stay at home because of, uh, you know, jihad. They're uh, sparking warnings about uh you know, threats and Americans. I just want to make sure that um, the church is waking up and praying for this. Uh, absolutely. And, and this may seem, <laughs> I need to be careful here, uh, but this may seem like a totally different topic than what we've been on. Uh, but this jihad is simply the manifestation of this culture of death, a culture of hate, a culture of darkness. I wrote an entire book on, on the church 
being a counterculture to a culture of death. We have to be the culture of life, and that's what grace is, is talking about. We have this culture uh, uh, of darkness, and so we have to be a culture of light, of, of God's truth and, and, and wisdom. And so uh, it's a culture of deception. Um, and so this is going to get worse unless we see an intervention of God uh, what we saw in Israel this, this last week, and, and again, Jihad, Hamas, uh, Hezbollah, and ISIS, all of these, these terrorists, terrorists have just been indoctrinated with death. It's all they know is death. And while, while it may sound like I'm being judgmental toward them, hey, in America, we have been indoctrinated with a culture of, of death, of hate, of violence. And so the church definitely, again, you wanted to remain anonymous. I understand that. I, I respect that. I thank you for calling. But yes, there, there has to be an awakening. I have been warning the church for almost four decades that we are, we are being, we're being indoctrinated to a point we don't know what good and evil is anymore. We don't know what right or wrong is anymore. And, and that's part of why we're having this discussion even about pro-life. Uh, people do not know. And maybe Grace, you can you can you can speak into this as a younger person. You're not young, but you're younger than Brian and I. Uh, but I see a whole generation that many of them really don't know abortion is wrong. Grace mentioned a a, a lady that that took the life of two children, had absolutely no regret because to her they weren't children. She was literally taught a culture of death where the conscience was seared with a hot iron and God resurrected that conscience. And now she realized, wait a minute, even science is backing up the Word of God. Science is catching up to the Word of God. God's Word is already, always declared life in the womb and that we're to protect the, the voice of the innocent above all and that God hates the shedding of innocent blood. He, ate, he hates the shedding of innocent blood in the womb, but He hates the shedding of innocent blood out of the womb. What Hamas did over the weekend was unprovoked. And I don't care what the media tells you. Why would you believe the media on anything? They've lied about COVID. They've lied about this corrupt president we have. They've lied about anything that's near and dear to the Lord. Why would you think they're not lying about terrorists and who the terrorists are and what evil is? We need a great awakening. But I do believe we are coming in to where we may see a worldwide jihad of hate and violence overflowing where people have no conscience. How can you have a conscience and go into Israel, parachute in with machine guns, kill a bunch of kids at a concert? You'd think the media would have enough sense to go, that ain't right. If it happened here in America, man, they would be condemning it and trying to yeah. confiscate all our guns. And, but they, get, they don't have enough sense to know, okay, that's wrong. And then you rape women and children. How's that not wrong? Unprovoked, innocent civilians. And then you behead babies, multiple babies, behead them. Yeah. And the media doesn't have enough sense. And many of our young people are protesting, supporting Hamas and what they did. Uh, that shows we don't understand good and evil. So I, I don't know if I went too far there, got off track too far 
No. And maybe you can rein me back in, Grace <laughs> and Brian. Uh, but I mean, I think I think they're parallel. I think it's the same subject. Mm -hmm. Whether you're killing a baby in the womb or killing one out of the womb, it's evil. Absolutely. And I think a lot of it actually comes back to love and fear. The whole terrorist movement, or whatever you would call it, the terrorists, they use fear as a tactic to try and get us to shut up, just like the abortion lobby uses fear. And uh, it also comes back to family. Family is the source of love. Family is the source of protection. And uh, I don't know how old you think I am, or I don't know if you know my age. I'm 22, so I think I'm fairly young. But um, I think that young people, I would just encourage any young people listening, recognize, have the humility to realize that you might not be right and be willing to change that. You know, you're uh, in humbling yourself and being willing to change that, that doesn't mean that you're less of a person or something like that. I mean, we want to be on the right side of history, right? So we want to make sure that we are standing up for the right thing. And so, uh, you know, what Hamas has done to women and children is completely, uh, completely intolerable. We, that cannot be supported. And so they are showing their true colors. This is not something that we, as women, as young people should be getting behind. Is this the future we want for our world? Of course not. So I encourage you to, to, to stand up and, and fight. And I think for young people as well, just realizing when you have family, you have loyalty, you have protection, you have love. And uh, uh, today, the idea of like the girl boss and just your career being the God is what is being praised. Work on your career, be the best version of you and everything like that. Well, I'll tell you how you can be the best version of yourself is by pursuing family. You know, when you decide to sacrifice uh, your wants and desires for someone else, that's when you find true joy. And I can even say that for, from my perspective, I grew up very, very achievement focused and, um, I actually didn't really think a whole lot about like marrying and having a family. I mean, it was kind of something I wanted to do at some point, but um, I was like, I just want to achieve this, this, and this. And uh, I actually volunteered with kids at my church with kids ministry. And um, it really like awakened something deep in me where I was like, wow, kids are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just so precious. And uh, you know, I'm not a super emotional person. Nothing really makes me, it takes a lot to get me to cry. Um, but recently I've watched a few movies and different things and there's been children in there and I've just been like crying because I can just see the kids that I've worked with in those, yeah. in those places. And that, surely that is the most important thing. And so uh, even with, with this worldwide call for jihad, I would say as well, do not be afraid of this. Young people, everyone listening, do not be afraid of this. Uh, this is, we do not have a spirit of fear. We have Amen. a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Sound mind means your mind is free from all that fear and that distress and everything that the terrorists want to create that because then that allows them to gain control and we're not going to give them that. So uh, that would be what I that is, to say. I tell you what, she, she may be 22, <laughs> but all of you young people need to listen up. Yeah. God has given her wisdom beyond her years and um, humbling yourself to wisdom 
doesn't mean older people are always right and you're always wrong, but it does mean people that are older have experience you don't have, have lived through things you haven't lived through, and you cannot trust the national media. Uh, again, how we could trust them and the caller, I, I, I respect again you wanting to be an anonymous, and we're doing our best to answer both questions, but how can, how can not the extermination of 60 million babies not be a form of jihad? Yeah. Uh, that's why we're not condemning Hamas or uh, uh, ISIS or all these terrorists. We're praying for them, uh, but we stand up to them. We're not afraid of them. We have to stand up to evil in our own backyard today. And I do, just to, just to speak to the caller's question, and then Brian, you need to jump in. Um, I do believe that there are cells all over this country. I believe that uh, terrorists have invaded our, our government, and we will hear them support hate, violence, and evil. They have uh, infiltrated our colleges. They've infiltrated our national media. So we need a great awakening because there could be, as the caller is saying, we could see a call and the national media would support it. Many in, of our, in our own government would support a jihad, hate, violence, the killing of innocent people. That's how evil works. That's what evil looks like. The Holocaust was real and the whole world ignored it and many denied it. They're going to try to ignore this and deny this too, but we need to stand for life. We need to stand for God's love and the gospel and peace, God's kind of peace, not man's peace, but God's kind of peace. Uh, Brian, you need a chance to jump in. Yeah, I would just say to the caller that um, I'm as safe in the middle of a jihad as I am sitting right here. The Lord is my protector and he's gonna take care of me wherever I go. And I have zero fear about that. Tomorrow, if there's supposed to be a jihad, I'm gonna go about my regular business and I'm gonna do what the Lord's called me to do. I have no fear of that. And I'm not gonna let somebody walk me into fear just as Grace said earlier. Yeah, Sue and I had the privilege of being in Israel just a couple of months ago. And I ministered in a, a Messianic church. They were Russian Jews primarily that have had accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they are under assault from every front as well as the, the Israelis. Uh, Christians are, are suffering in Israel. Uh, and then I had the privilege to minister in an Arab church, Christian church. And wow, I got goosebumps now thinking about it. I didn't, I didn't realize that the moment uh, the opportunity God gave me to hear a man say that he was raised to hate Jews and he hated them vehemently and, 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 and didn't know why. And I asked him, you, you mean you, you didn't even know why you hated them? He said, no, I was raised to hate them. And then I met Jesus supernaturally. He had an encounter with Jesus and Jesus changed his heart. And now he's friends with the, uh, the Jewish Christian church pastor, uh, a, a Jew and an Arab, and they just had a service yesterday, uh, and I may deal with some of this in my next broadcast next week, uh, but you've got, you've got Arab Christians, Arab Jews, uh, Armenian Christians that are, that are under assault. They're, they're trying to eliminate them, saints. They're charter. 
Iran chants and has said, you know, I wasn't quite old enough, <laughs> thank God, <laughs> to know Hitler. <laughs> but he said what he was going to do and nobody believed him. And then when he did it, many didn't believe it because they were lied to by the New York Times and other media outlets that are lying to us still today. And, 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 and so thank God for social media. Thank God that God is saving Arabs and saving Jews and saving Gentiles and Greeks and and, and there is a coming together of Christians as well in this hour. And we're praying for Israel. We're praying for peace. But Israel has a right to protect itself, and it has a right to defend its citizens. It has a right to exist. And when Iran tells you we will eliminate Israel, wipe them off the face of the earth, and track down and kill every Jew, what do we not understand? Why would we not believe them? So jihad may be on the horizon, but I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is rising big in the midst of all this darkness and death, and God is saving the whole world. This is an opportunity for great evangelism as we pray and make a stand for life. All right, we don't have any calls up right now. The, we're running out of time. We're going to give you one more time the number, 719-619-2341-719-619-2341. All right, we've got Frank from Missouri. Frank, I appreciate you calling. I know you called in. You called last week in regards to, yeah, to you know, Israel. You answered. I, I thought, you know, I was just about to hang up. I thought you, uh, you that was a question that, that I was going to uh, uh, ask. And, you know, I, I just pay too much attention. I've been there too, uh, um, Pastor, that, uh, I'm, you know, I've just got too, too many memories. You know, the memories of being by the post office there and, and bus bombings and, and people uh, losing their lives on, on, on buses and uh, a building, being in a, on the Mount of Olives for the first two weeks, and uh, um, they had to replace the, the glass with plexiglass from the, from the bombings that were, were going on in the desert. You know, and uh, on, on and on. So it's, uh, uh, you know, and I, I just, uh, you know, I just praise God for this, uh, this broadcast and the, and the privilege of being able to have a little bit of understanding and then praying with some of these, these uh, uh, prayer warriors on this. Uh, 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 I don't know who's trained these kids or these young people on this prayer line, but they have kept me fired up, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, yeah, but, Frank, yeah. they're the best in the world. You should have known that when you called. You don't want to call our prayer line. By the way, let me give the number real quick, Frank, and you, I'll come back to you, I promise. But let me give the prayer line number because, again, everything we're talking about is real. People are concerned about it, and we need prayer. Uh, uh, a young girl finding herself pregnant out of wedlock, you need prayer. Yes. Uh, anyone with an unexpected uh, unplanned pregnancy that doesn't see a way out, you need prayer. At least let us pray for you. Uh, our prayer line is 719-635-1111. 719-635-1111. And there are people like Frank just said, these people know how to pray and they will pray right. It's not enough just to pray. I'm actually teaching on the weekend at our church uh, uh, fundamentals of prayer. I don't want to just pray. I want to pray effectively. Amen. I want to know how to pray 
why to pray and what to pray. And these prayer warriors can help you with those questions and get you on track. Well, Frank, again, I appreciate you calling. And uh, what is your specific question for us? I, I think you said I answered it. Uh, yes, but well, you, you, you already, you, you've answered it in, 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 in pretty detail about yachts and sex trafficking. But I just want to ask about, the, you know, the theology of, uh, you know, uh, of uh, the, the, the Jewish calendar. And uh, uh, if you tagged into, uh, like, Yom Kippur, you know, Yom Kippur, I've realized, it's been 53 years, Pastor, that, uh, yeah, I realized that I got, I was 110 pounds of walking death. And I realized I got saved on Yom Kippur weekend. It took me this year to realize that. And then fast forward three years, it was, I started Bible college. And in September 73, October 73, it was uh, the Yom Yom Kippur, the six-day war. And, you know, so so that's what they put on that. Hey, now, I got this thing going on because I've traveled all over the planet, too. September the 11th, I'm calling that the the Rosh Hashanah attack that we got attacked on. uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah attack was September the 11th. That was uh, the New Year's, the Jewish New Year's Day. And I yeah. want to tell, tell you this, you ain't going to hear this from nobody else but me, that this, uh, uh, and you probably have already heard that uh, it was to the very day, it was 50 years to the day uh, of, of the Yom Kippur War that this, uh, and it was the end of Sukkot, it was the end, it was the last day of the Feast of Trumpets, and these kids have fired me up because these kids know about it. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let, me, let me just simplify it. We're running out of time, Frank, and, and I'd like our guests to get to weigh in with our final minutes. Uh, but I, I, I struggle with trying to communicate, uh, you know, the Jewish holidays and, and, and Christianity. Uh, and and while, while we can see the bottom line is the hatred for Israel and the Jew is the same spirit of antichrist that hates the Christians. And so we got Christians sitting here saying, well, well, it's not any of our business if the whole world wipes out the Jews. Well, you think they're just going to wipe out the Jews? When, when Hamas did what they did, Iran was in the streets dancing, uh, rejoicing, saying hate to and death to Israel, but death to America. We're the great Satan even in their eyes. So the bottom line is it's a spirit of hate. It's a spirit of antichrist. It's a spirit of violence. It's a culture of death. And we have a responsibility to stand up for life for Israel, life in the womb, life in our churches, life in our schools, and protecting our children in our schools from jihad, from maniacs going in with a a, a rifle and just killing indiscriminately innocent children. It's the devil. The bottom line, it's the devil, and we need to defend the kingdom of God and preach the kingdom of God and God's forgiveness and love and and true peace and stand for life. And so I want to give our guests a chance before we run out of time. Thank you for calling, Frank. Uh, Grace, we'll give you first shot to what are your final comments? On that question? On any question you want, Grace. I was just going to say, actually, real quick, you mentioned Hitler. And uh, when I was younger, I 
studied into a little bit of, you know, what Hitler did in Germany because it's such a crazy thing. Like, how did one man manage to kill, wipe out all these Jews and have so many people follow him doing that? And uh, something that I came across was uh, he, he knew the power of speaking the truth. He knew the power of media. And so, and we know this in communist and fascist nations, they always, uh, you know, censor people who they don't like what they're saying. And uh, he actually had a whole arm of his government or whatever you would call that dedicated to propaganda, fake news. And uh, his head of propaganda, Joseph Goebbels was his name, he was very famous for something called the big lie theory. And he basically said, if you repeat a lie often enough, people will eventually believe it is true. And, uh, but that goes the other way too, as we get the truth out there, people get free. But just, it's just an encouragement, I suppose, uh, to people as they speak the truth, it, it creates freedom. Media is so important and the enemy knows that. So as we use our voice, and we speak out for love and family and hope and truth, uh, it's, it makes a difference. Hey, Iona, are you listening in Texas? She's 22 years old. <laughs> She's got more wisdom than some 50 or 60 year olds that I know. And so we, we need to have hope. Those of you that are watching, Listen at this 22 year old and the wisdom and the understanding and the truth. There's hope for our country. There's hope for this generation. And I'm excited about it. Hey, hey, Brian, you need to weigh in while you have a chance. Well, the last thing I would like to say today is just uh, focused on pastors and what can you do? Well, my answer is do something. Um, so into pro-life ministries, be sure and do your research because what may look like pro-life ministries may not be pro-life um, ministries or uh, pregnancy centers, that type of stuff. Get people involved in your churches, um, get them to do some of the things that Grace has talked about today. Put flyers in women's restrooms, you know, are you pregnant? Call this number. Um, do something. That would be my message to pastors. Uh, this has just been so encouraging, hopefully enlightening and inspiring. Uh, we're so proud of Grace and what she's doing. Grace, can you give your website one more time of before course. we let you go? Yes. Um, so the website is lifeisforeveryone.org. I think it's there on screen. And if you go on there, you can find out a lot more. Hey guys, we need to go there. You need to get your family members there. If you don't see the need right now, and I tell you, I've done this a long time as far as pastoring. A lot of times we don't see the need in the moment, but then two weeks later, there's a knock at our door yeah. and you're gonna need that information. You're gonna need that website to help a young person. I really appreciate you being a part of the broadcast today. Can't wait to see you next time on Truth and Liberty. God bless you. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.